In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is in our midst. He is and ever shall be. I like to share the tales of two different deaths that I've, ex- uh, that I've witnessed in my life. The first one was last week, last Sunday. I turned on my phone after liturgy and... Um, and I receive a phone call from somebody, I, I don't know who it is, but they asked me to come to the hospital because their niece was dying of liver disease, a 42-year-old woman. And I go to the hospital and there are like 20 members of the family there in the waiting room. And there was, the room was full of anxiety, consternation, sadness, um, lots of different emotions. And there was a lot of worry in that room. And the nurses were kind enough to allow the family to gather around while I said prayers and anointed the woman and I anointed all those who were there. Uh, The woman died later that night, last Sunday night, God rest her soul. And, um, And the family is in much grief and sadness. Because the woman who died died estranged from the church. There was no sign of her repentance before she entered her coma. On the other hand, 10 years ago, I received a phone call from my dad saying that my grandmother had cancer all over her body and the doctor gave her six to eight weeks to live. She was about 89 years old at the time, 88, something like that. And so that was a Monday. My wife and I got a blessing from our seminary dean and by Friday we were in Sacramento to gather around grandmother. And the whole family gathered together and the atmosphere was very different. It was joyful because we knew that my grandmother was going into the arms of the Lord. She had lived her life and been a part of the same parish for over 70 years. And she did everything in her parish except be the pastor and preach sermons. She didn't play the organ either, but pretty much everything else. She fed the hungry, she clothed the naked, she taught Sunday school. She and her husband were part of three building projects in the life of this parish. And so when we gathered around my grandmother, it was a joyous occasion. It was a reason to celebrate. There was some sadness, but we were there to say that we love her, to hear her final words of wisdom, to share our memories. I'll never forget sitting with her. Emma was a baby and watching the joy on my grandmother's face as she held another great-grandchild. This is the tales of two very different deaths. And my grandmother's death, she died 10 weeks later. The doctor gave her six to eight weeks to live. 
and after about eight weeks, my grandmother was asking my dad, like, so when's this going to happen? Like, I'm, I'm kind of ready. She, people would come to visit her at her house. She didn't, she, she wasn't in the hospital. She wasn't in much pain, but people would come over and visit and say goodbye. She'd say, take something with you on the way out. My brother was living with her, and when somebody grabbed some silverware, he's like, hey, wait, I need that. <laughs> like, put that down. <laughs> but she was ready. She was ready. She lived her whole life. She lived her whole life preparing for her death, preparing to meet the Lord. She embodied what the Lord said at the end of today's gospel reading. Blessed are those who hear the word of the Lord and keep it. And one of the greatest treasures I have is my grandmother's Bible with all of her notes. It's amazing. She read the Bible every day. And more importantly, she lived what she read in every moment. On the other hand, this, this woman that I met last week for the first time did, lived a life that appears to be the opposite. And there was, like I said, no sign of her repentance, no guarantee of anything. So we pray for her. Her name is Glenda. We pray for her. The Lord knows her life, and may He be merciful. But the Lord also knows my grandmother's life. And there was a sense of security and knowing that she had run the good race and fought the good fight and lived out the gospel commandments. And this, brothers and sisters, is exactly what Our Lady the Theotokos did in her life. She is the embodiment of how to die because she was the embodiment of how to live. Last night in the Lamentations to the Theotokos, there's this dialogue between Christ and His mother. Christ says, Come indeed, my mother, come into divine joy and enter into the kingdom. And she says in response, What shall I bring thee, O my son, the God-man? The maiden cried to the master, What will I bring thee, O my God in heaven, except my soul and body? And the fact of the matter is, when our time comes to depart this life, it won't matter how big our 401k is. It won't matter how many toys we have. It won't matter how many levels we defeated in Minecraft. It won't matter at how many levels of Candy Crush we won, etc., etc. It won't matter. The only thing that we have to offer our Lord is our soul and our body. And the question is, do we want to make our soul a dwelling place of the King of Heaven? And do we want to make our body a temple of the uncreated God? Because that's what Mary did. She says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Unfortunately, too many times in our lives, our soul magnifies us. It's called pride. Or something else. It's called idolatry. Money, pleasure, possessions, power, prestige, whatever it is. But Mary lived her whole life 
hearing the Word of God and keeping it. And she lived her whole life striving for holiness above all else. And because she lived this way, because she was willing to endure all things for righteousness' sake, because she kept things in her heart and then offered them to her God and her Son, she was able to endure the sufferings of her life and she was able to have the most beautiful death that anyone has ever known. I mean, what more can we ask for when we ask for a Christian ending? Painless, blameless, peaceful. She was given three days notice and her final request was to see the apostles one more time. There's no text messaging, there's no Instagram, there's no social media. So the angels go out to the ends of the earth and gather the apostles on the clouds. And they gather around her. She died in the arms of the church. And then the Lord himself came for her with a host of angels to take her soul. That's what we see here in the icon. The Lord is holding what looks to be a little baby. That's the soul of the Theotokos. And her body, her body contained the living God in her womb. How can that body see corruption in the grave? But how would we know that her body wouldn't see corruption? Except that by God's providence, Thomas was late again. Thomas is the Johnny-come-lately, right? Not the first called, but always the last to show up. But it was by God's providence. And he wanted to venerate her body, so they opened the tomb on the third day, and her body was gone. All that was left was the grave clothes. So we have no relics of the Theotokos. We have secondary relics like her belt, her robe. But we have no bones that were left behind. The Lord took His temple to be with Him. For all eternity. And so on this feast, we celebrate the death of the Theotokos. We celebrate her translation into heaven after her death. This is different than there are some churches that teach that she didn't die at all. That's not true. She died, and then her body was translated into heaven. We celebrate this because we want to emulate it. We celebrate this because she is our intercessor. We celebrate this because she gives us hope. Too many times in our life we feel hopeless. We feel hopeless. It's too hard. I can't be like that. And all we have to do is turn to the Theotokos and ask her for help. And she'll say, just take a step towards heaven. Now take another. Now take another. And she'll be there just like a mother hen gathering, gathering her chicks, right, under her wings. The Theotokos is our protectress, she's our intercessor, and she is our mighty example. Brothers and sisters, let us not despair, but let us follow in her footsteps. Let us hear the Word of God and keep it. Last week I preached about the importance of reading the Scriptures. This week, she preaches about the importance of reading and living the Scriptures. Let her life be our model, and let her life and her death be our inspiration.
because this is what we want. When we pray for a Christian ending to our lives, painless, blameless, and peaceful, this is what we want. We want to forgive, and we want to be forgiven. We want to pray, and we want others to gather around and pray with us. We want to love and to be loved, and most importantly, we want the angels to come and to take us up into heaven where we can praise and bless and glorify the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen. Christ is in our midst. He is in our